You need to trade for these five players in Dynasty today. Go do it right now. These are guys... Yes, that is right. These are guys that when we're making our trades this offseason with our league mates, these are the guys we're trying to get in trades. And anytime I see one of these five guys go on the trade block, I am making an offer for them. We're going to give you these guys, and we're going to tell you why we are trading for them. First, do us a huge favor and show your support for the channel. Make sure you like the video. really helps us out. really helps the algorithm. really helps the channel and the video do well, so we appreciate that. And make sure if you're not already to subscribe to the channel, we really appreciate that and it helps us out a ton we're going to give you five guys today the first of these guys being drake london um during our wide receiver rankings video last week we had drake london somewhere in the 14 to 16 range i think and there somebody said drake london was ranked too high and i responded and i said honestly i think drake london might be ranked too low here and and i'm i i'm personally very high on drake london right now uh, drake london is a guy when you look at the passing opportunity uh, and the receiving opportunity from up on the by game standpoint last year in Atlanta, they passed the ball like at a minimal rate, and they ran the ball more than any other team in the league. Are they going to change? No. B. John Robinson, again, it's probably going to be his offense. That being said, look at what Drake London was still able to do in his first season with the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, he had 117 targets in that offense last year which is, I think, like 30%, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so his target share was 29.4%, which was fifth in the NFL among wide receivers. I mean, targets are earned. Target rate, number two overall, 32.4%. Targets are earned. He's still actually, from a production standpoint, you're talking about yards, had a fairly good year last year. He wasn't all the way healthy the whole time, uh, but showed really good flashes of just being an absolute great player when you're talking about them potentially starting Desmond Ritter this year you know I I think that Desmond Ritter with Desmond Ritter over the games that he played last year they passed the ball more than they did with Marcus Mariota so I think that gives a little bit of a positive outlook for his opportunity this year but when you're also considering the fact that Desmond Ritter is probably not the long-term answer there and Drake London is only 22 years old I think still he was 21 when he came in the league so he is very young Man, I mean, I don't. There's so much value insulation with this guy already producing, already commanding targets at that level, and being as young as he is. If this is somebody that people in your leagues are trading, I'm absolutely going out and getting Drake London at a fourth round startup price. No doubt about it. Yeah. So I, I will give you a little pushback here just on this guy specifically. I'm not low on Drake London. I really like him. I've even tried to get him in some leagues because I do agree with you with his, with his value overall. I think his value insulation is going to be some of the best that you can get in Dynasty, but value insulation does not direct correlate to fantasy points and that's what I'm really concerned with here I, I mean as a contender if you're investing in Drake London I guess that's okay but really what what's the ceiling that you're that you're reaching for here with London and why are you investing in him specifically because yes the Falcons ran with primarily Marcus Mariota last year in that offense uh, uh, the times that they ran the ball overall was was the most out of any team in the NFL and Desmond Ritter like you said did pass it more towards the end of the season and while I do expect Ritter to provide more passing volume next season, or even heck, even Heineke if he ends up playing there or starting there, I do expect Bijan Robinson to get more dominant carries than the other running backs in that in that uh, backfield, and that will really kind of offset the loss of quarterback rushing upside that they had last season. So I, I really think there that the volume is still going to be limited, and while that's 
not exactly a knock on Drake London because there's not many weapons there. Kyle Pitts is coming back. And that, I, I mean, if if you really think Kyle Pitts is what he's supposed to be at the tight end position and really, I, I mean, could be a dominant receiving threat there, I think there is a little bit room of, of room to be concerned about the overall volume that Drake London can get in the offense from a fantasy perspective. I think London could end up being one of the best receivers in the NFL and come two or three seasons where they actually get a really good quarterback there and start to pass the ball a little bit more, London could end up being a very high-producing elite wide receiver in fantasy especially. But, I mean, for the next season or two, I really don't see the Falcons being one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. I mean, they just drafted Bijan Robinson, who's going to be tearing it up. Desmond Ritter isn't the worst thing ever. I don't really like him that much, but their offense doesn't look too bad. And their defense is actually... It's okay. Like, like they, they've got some solid guys there. And, and honestly, I think they're going to compete in what is just an abysmal uh, division that they're in with the Saints, the Panthers, and the Bucks. Like, they're, they're going to get probably more than four wins this season. I personally think quite easily. I mean, they were competing last year and they almost beat the Chargers. <laughs> remember that? Yes. And, and now you, oh, I remember. Yeah, now you have Bijan Robinson to the mix and, and you have Kyle Pitt, Kit Pitts coming back healthy. I think you might just be stuck with some mid-producing assets in that offense for a while outside of the the running backs. Like, maybe. Like, well, what do you think about that pushback? Do you really disagree, or or do you think that do you no. do you think contenders should kind of be avoiding Drake London a little? No, bit? it sounds like you actually. It sounds like you agree with me. I think he's a fine piece for a contending team. I mean, look, you're obviously sacrificing fourth round draft capital to get somebody who's going to be producing at a flex position rate, but he is still yeah. producing at a flex position rate. You're still flexing Drake London, right? At the very least, right? So, but, but again, but in, you in, said. In the fourth round of a startup, if you're, you, you I, I might mean, try to move off of him if you're a contender going into the season and get a guy with a higher ceiling. Plus, maybe, but I mean, if I'm a loaded contending team and I've got a bunch of old running backs, like, and some of them are going in the fourth round, I'm looking to insulate my value a little bit. I Drake London is perfect for that. Like, I, I mean. You're, you're looking one or two one of two ways there. You're either going value insulation in the fourth round or you're either going older guys that have limited years left with production. But it yeah. sounds like you're saying the same thing I am. I mean, he, in a few years when the quarterback situation yes, is better. Yes, in a few years. But that's why he's a buy now. Okay, but why not in the middle of the season when he's not scoring as many fantasy points as some truthers think because he Because I think there is a chance he does score good fantasy points because he's that good. Like wide receiver one? I mean, I think there's going to be that potential. The passing volume is going to be elevated. I mean, we saw him play with I Kyle think that's Pitts. that's pretty rich. I, I'm not... And the wide receiver one. I mean, Garrett Wilson. No. Garrett Wilson dominated, and he was pretty much quarterback proof in the worst quarterback room in the NFL. And he he couldn't I mean, touch wide receiver one numbers. Like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying Aaron Drake is going to be a wide receiver one. Okay. No, it probably high end wide receiver two at best. But then wide receiver exactly. one after that, yes. Yeah, but high but end that's wide the thing is, good. Is, is I know it's very good. But as a contender, why why can't you sell him in like July or August and and get you know like like get a high producing asset plus some going into the season because you're probably going to have to pay up for the contending assets in the middle of the season if you're trying to move off London who's not going to be scoring as many points then. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? True, but right now you're not making contending moves. Like, I mean, right, right. Yeah, Drake London's yeah. going to have his value insulated at least until then, so if you're trading for people right now, that's why he's a trade target Like, because he's somebody that's going to have his value insulated from the from now until the day the season starts, has potential to produce immediately, but has almost is almost guaranteed when you look at what he did his rookie year to produce long term. So I, I don't see a lot of downside with buying him. And this is a buy video, by the way. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm just providing some pushback. 
Because I, I, I don't fully I don't fully disagree with you at all. I just think there's a little bit of a qualifier with what you're saying. Because what's, I mean what's the qualifier? I think the, the qualifier is if I'm a contender and I'm like a legitimate contender going into but July you could and say August. That about any of these guys. You could say in Jerry Judy's round, you know, who's our next guy, you you should sell for Derrick Henry because they're going value adjacent. There's always it's always gonna be the case for these guys. You can make that case for almost anybody that's young and you know you yeah. can make the you could make the case for Kenneth Walker. You can say, hey, trade Kenneth Walker for Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. I mean, so there's, I think there's always that qualifier. But Drake London yeah, in particular it's, it's is a little bit different, though, because this is the wide receiver position, which, like you said, is more insulated value than, like, the volatility. of. I mean, backs, he, his, so. his production wasn't that far off of that of Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson last year. Right. It, it was actually almost identical to George Pickens. Right. But, so. I mean, but, you know, Drake London's better. A lot better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but what I'm saying is you you could say the same thing about Garrett Wilson going in the second round. Garrett Wilson, from a fantasy point perspective last year, he's being projected to be a wide receiver one this year, but not actually hasn't actually done it yet. He's playing with a quarterback that had a pretty rough year last year, if we're being 100% honest, and he's going in the second round. So, I mean, you could make the argument that you should be selling him for Tyreek Hill. Who, Garrett, Garrett yeah. Wilson? No, because Garrett Wilson got a massive quarterback upgrade. They're, they they I, didn't. Drake London didn't get a single again, upgrade I think, whatsoever. I think, if we're, I think if we're being honest with ourselves, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a pretty tough year last year, though. So I think you can make the same argument for Garrett Wilson. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a Garrett Wilson. He had a Christian Watson who was hurt for I most understand, of the season. When, outside of that, and though, a Romeo Dubs. Outside of that, though, Aaron Rodgers wasn't super good last year. No, he was also playing with a broken thumb since week five. Either way, I think you can put that qualifier on almost anybody you say to buy. I, I think one of the biggest qualifiers and the differences between like Garrett Wilson and London though is Aaron Rodgers is a pretty valid qualifier. Like it, it I think it just says a lot that you go from Tyler Algier to Bijan Robinson. I think that really says what you're really going to be focusing on as an offense, and that really just says what Drake London is going to do probably for the next year or two. But you again, you're getting Drake London in the fourth round, so right. that's the difference. Right. Like you can still Which, get like you said, value, value insulation means he honestly will probably sit there. For unless, at least another year. Unless, I mean, but we're but we're acting like there's no chance he actually produces this year, and I don't think that's true. I don't think that's. Genuine I think he'll produce. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, have, but there, I think there's a chance he produces and his value goes up quite a bit. Like that's okay. why I think he's a buy. I, I don't okay. think that's out of the realm of possibilities at all. Yeah. I'm not really. No, worried I, about, I wouldn't disagree with you there. I, I'm yeah. not worried, really worried about Kyle Pitts because he yeah. did what he did last yeah. year with Kyle Pitts on the yeah. field. So yeah. I'm more talking about like like ceiling overall in general but you're right there is definitely a chance that he could go up in value even with a little bit of production this year but it's just tough navigating the dynasty community's reaction for you know assets like that true but you always know with these 22 year old 21 year old wide receivers that they're never going to overreact with them unless it's sky Moore, obviously who's dead but i mean (laughs) with drake i mean they're not going i think given what drake london did and giving given his age, the dynasty community is actually lower on him than they, they would be most players, which is why, and I think it's situationally, but I think people aren't understanding the context of the situation and the fact that right. Desmond Ritter actually could provide a little bit more volume next year, but also that Desmond Ritter is just a rental, and they probably will be. Right. I mean, and, and I, don't, I, I don't think they can suck enough to get Caleb Williams, but that would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, they'd be ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that would be awesome, but I'm not. I'm not holding I out hope. I'm that. not holding out hope for that, and I don't think. But you even should if they get a Drake May, but even if they get a Drake May, that's a huge passing upgrade. Yeah, yeah. So that's why Drake London is is a buy. Anyways, <laughs> it's a bit of a rant there. All right, I'll let you talk about Jared Judy. Jared yeah. Judy is going to be the next guy on our list that you should be trading for today. Oh goodness, this is just 
this is really tough for me because I'm not uh, I, I'm not the biggest Jerry Judy fan either. I don't think either of us are, but his value didn't really go up as much as At we all. thought it would this offseason. We were kind of wrong about that. Like we we were getting ready, you know, get, getting all set to sell Jerry Judy everywhere and get these crazy prices for him, and people just kept sending low balls and trying to buy him low, and, and I didn't really understand why. It's like when I say sell Jerry Judy, I'm saying sell him for a higher price than you think he's actually worth, and people are trying to sell you lower than, than what you think he's currently worth, and it's kind of ridiculous. So with Judy, I, I mean – it does say a lot with him that at the end of the season last year, he did start producing at a pretty impressive level. Yes. So I, I'm pulling up his stats here, and it wasn't exactly the points overall that were so impressive to me because those can be so volatile and dependent on touchdowns. The thing with Judy is they weren't. I mean, at the end of the season, he I'm looking at weeks 14 to 18, he had nine targets, eight targets, 10 targets, eight targets, and six targets respectively for a total of 33, 14, 17, 10, and 24 points in each of those games. Yeah. He scored three touchdowns in one of those games. That was the one where he scored 33 points. Outside of that, he scored no more touchdowns in the other games. No more. And he was consistently getting that target volume. This guy, when he's on the field, and that is a huge, huge if. If, yeah. if he's on the field, and that's why he isn't, uh, that's why he's not currently a. A, a top it, did, did you have him in the top 24 wide receiver rankings last year mm, last week i don't think so i think he was right on the border that's why we're not as high on him as some people are but we're not, honestly we're not near as high uh, on judy as most people no but the the interesting thing is he's i him. think that judy is still a buy because he, he, he's a conditional buy because of how polarizing of an asset he is in Dynasty because yeah. you will find people that are incredibly high on him. And honestly, if the opportunity presents itself, I would say sell him high if you can get a 24 first and second for him even. Uh, but with going into this new situation, this new offense with Sean Payton, who's a proven coach, who is a very, very good coach. They literally like had to pay New Orleans to get him with draft capital. And you, I, Cortland Sutton, I think, is a, a certified, uh, not even good wide receiver, honestly. I know all y'all, Cortland Sutton truthers last year, thought he was going to be amazing. And we called that and we were totally right. And uh, Jerry Judy is the dominant wide receiver there at least next year. So we don't know that they're, we don't know if they're going to re-sign him. We don't know if they're going to let him go. But again, this is kind of, this is kind of, at least for me, a soft buy where you're looking at his target volume. You're looking at the consistent targets he got, the points that he scored, and the fact that he's not touchdown dependent. He doesn't require touchdowns to be a consistent producing asset. I'm easily comfortably going into this season in fantasy and dynasty, throwing him in flex, even being my wide receiver, oh, yeah. like being my oh, wide yeah. receiver three. I'm very, very happy about that. My biggest concern is going to be, can he stay healthy? Because he's been in the NFL for three seasons now, and he's not pulled together a fully healthy season and like Avery always says the best availability or the best ability <laughs> you screwed it up. the best ability is availability yeah. and, and that that's the most important thing to us but why do you think specifically outside of my reasons why do you think he's a good value right no, now I think I think you nailed it I think you know with the fact that he did flash 
last year uh, in his last four games, finally. The fact that he's still very, very young, which also will help feed into his value inflation. The fact that he's getting Sean Payton as his coach, uh, who's going to be more offensive-minded, who's going to bring that new dimension to the Broncos' offense. The fact that Russell Wilson hopefully is going to look a little bit better next year because he can't really look a lot worse because Broncos country lets ride. But (laughs) those are the main reasons that I'm looking at Jerry Judy. And and then there's the fact that nobody's really using that as a reason to inflate his value like crazy like they were last year. So because of that, I will take Judy in the mid sixth, even the early sixth, and feel really comfortable about it. And right now, if I can get more Jerry comfortable Judy than trades, Jameson Williams, abso- yeah, absolutely, that's the kind of, those are because those because he's the alpha, yeah, he's the alpha wide receiver and in his George own Pickens, offense. Like, are you serious? So neither of those guys. Pickens Jerry Judy was Jamo. a very good prospect. He's very good draft capital. So I'm comfortable yeah. taking Jerry Judy and trading for him at this moment in dynasty. The next guy is going to be Miles Sanders. I know you agree on this one. Though. I'll scream this from the rooftops. Yes. I've been screaming this from the rooftops even before you and Simon finally saw it. it took what you forever. me and Simon? <laughs> I've been saying it with you. I said it before you. <laughs> you're like, eh, I don't know. Has, has there ever you, been a take that I've said before you? Because oh, yeah. every time no, I'm like, you're like, no, you, oh, no, you've first. always you were a Saquon stand for about nine months true. before I finally came onto the train. That is that is uh, true. But but with Miles Sanders, yeah. I mean, a guy that, four year deal, four year deal, bad team which is a good situation for a running back. He's going to be like a, the Damian Pierce warm body, but he's actually better than Damian Pierce, and he has value insulation because of his contract. So when you're thinking about his value over the next you know couple of years, you're getting him right now in the eighth, ninth round. I would imagine he's going to hang out there for another couple of years. I mean, I think he's going to last there. Nathan's going to look up the details to his contract, but I think he's going to last there. Um, I think he's going to produce. I think he's on a team that has a rookie quarterback, which is going to make their passing game flaky. And I think their wide receiver one they tout is Jonathan Mingo. Um, so you know that's not going to work out very well. And uh, honestly, with the opportunities given, uh, with the fact that he was able to put together a pretty good year last year, we, my, you, the fact that you're getting a starting running back on a four-year deal in the ninth round of, of Dynasty Startups is, is just insane. In a depleted offense. In a completely depleted offense. A four-year deal, guaranteed $13 million. He doesn't have an out until 2025. That's you know that's that's the year that Tyreek Hill is supposed to retire, um, and he's getting I mean his annual cash is sitting around the six seven million dollar mark every single year. So this guy I mean they intend I, to use I don't him, I don't think way. people understand the significance of this contract and the significance of a four year second deal for a running back like Miles Sanders. This should have been a value booster for him, and all he did was I, I just stay where he was. Uh, did he maintain or did he fall? Did he just maintain? I think he maintained. He did. If he go maintained, up. like yeah, he, he did not he go, go up, up. he That's should have gone sure. up. So we'll take Miles Sanders here at price all day. Najee Happily. Harris is going to be the next guy on this list. Najee Harris, the guy that was going at the turn last year. We've talked about it a lot. How people ruined their dynasty teams because they were taking Najee Harris at the one twelve uh, in dynasty startups in twenty twenty two. Now Najee Harris, naturally, as we do in dynasty, we've overcorrected on Najee Harris. He's now uh, t- valued too low. He's already twenty five years old. He's the same age as Josh Jacobs or older I can't remember one of the two he's older than you think but when you look at what he was able to do last year when he kind of recovered from his injury a little bit he became more productive in that Steelers backfield he's gonna have plenty of opportunity again this year as well yeah so his snap share actually went down I'll put this on the screen and over the last half of the season his snap share went down and his opportunity went up so basically they put him on the field less and when they put him on the field they were giving him the ball more often and that really boded well for him in his fantasy production I mean at the beginning of the season he was just all over the place his efficiency yards per carry 2.3, 3.2, 3.7, 4.1, 1.8, 3. Like Trent Richardson. 
3.84. And then towards the second half of the season, he's still kind of all over the place, but it's a little bit better. He has 4.9, 4.5, 3.5, 5, 2.7, 3.5, 3.3, 3.6. Like, again, that's better. just it's, it's better. And his carries, I mean, 20, 20, 17, 24, 16, 22, 23, getting plenty of opportunity there. Yes, he's going to be more one more of your touchdown dependent, red zone dependent opportunity guys because he's just not as talented of a running back as some of these other young prospects in, in the NFL. But again, if you're getting him in the fifth, sixth round, it it's worth the shot and it's worth the points. At that point, you're not looking for the most hyper-productive, hyper-efficient assets there. You're just trying to find guys that are going to score you points and win you dynasty leagues. And as an RB2 on your own roster, I mean, even if you just ignore running back until getting Najee there in the fifth, sixth round, like he's a fine RB1 to have on your roster that you can, you know, you can contend with in your league. So I'm really happy to see what, what Pittsburgh was able to figure out with him to see that the less he's on the field, the more he's going to give you when you give him more carries and he's going to be more efficient. So don't be worried that he's going to be on the field less. He He's just he's going to do better for you from a fantasy perspective. The last guy on this list, the last guy you should be buying and trading for right now, and I know you agree with this one as well, is going to be Christian Kirk. Christian yeah. Kirk, I mean, man, he's dead. I mean, he, he got the big contract. He's only in the second year of the contract. But you know what? They brought in <sighs> Calvin Ridley. Who's, for a conditional who's fifth. A sports betting Crap. addict. I'm kidding. I know he's not. <laughs> But he's a guy that hasn't played, I mean, as a result for two years now between injury and sports betting. Uh, They're bringing him in, and now everybody expects him to be, man, I mean, the Calvin Ridley before. And Christian Kirk, who is the slot receiver in that offense, who is, you know, when you look at historic rates of how slot receivers are getting their work, Christian Kirk looking like he's going to continue to get that workload. He's building chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. It's all negated because Calvin Ridley's gone. That's what the Dynasty community will tell you. When in reality, in in redraft fantasy football, we are taking Christian Kirk over Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, you're seeing him pushed up to the wide receiver two ranks. Uh, We are not so convinced Calvin Ridley comes back and acts like he hasn't missed a beat at all. And we think Christian Kirk, given what he did last year, given his respect that he's earned now in that locker room, given his contract, we think Christian Kirk is a great value in Dynasty because his value has been pushed down with Calvin Ridley coming into that situation, his contract alone could prop it up. His contract alone, if you don't remember, he was the guy that it was like they they paid Christian Kirk what? And I sat here. There's one I thought before you. Oh, I sat oh, here you, and oh, told yeah. you about Christian Kirk for a long time. I crapped on you for it too. I know. I got freaking. I did. You're, we're I gonna did. say that. About, we're gonna say that about Drake London next year too. I'm gonna be like, I, I, I said it on well, the. Pod. I didn't crap on you for it. I, I agree with you to an extent. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I like Drake London. We don't think Christian. We don't think that Christian Kirk's going to take a step back because of Calvin Ridley. Though. No, no. I, I mean, his target share was 23.2 percent last year. That's modest. 25.7 percent target rate. That was 24th and 23rd respectively. He doesn't require a ton of targets, a boatload of targets, to produce as a wide receiver one in PPR leagues, guys. He did that last year with that target rate. He's with dead a, now, though. It, but he's dead, apparently. And, and How old is he? 20? He's 26 years old. And, yeah, his uh, average target distance, 9.4. That was 70th in the league. You know what that means? He's a slot receiver. He gets easy targets. Easy, uh, I mean, easy opportunity. He's not going to be dropping those balls very often. And he's very, very he, solid He was also 12th in deep targets yeah. last year. So, his, yeah, his target distance, 9.4. But... He averaged um, per reception thirteen point two. So I mean, he's consistently adding four to five yards. Man, had eleven hundred yards and eight like, touchdowns last year. Everybody wants to prop stuff. up DK Metcalf. Christian Kirk's putting up better numbers than DK Metcalf last yep. year. 
Yep. I, what are we missing here? I, again, it's the Calvin Ridley thing, and you can argue. I see. I see the point of that argument. You know, Calvin Ridley going to come back, and he was very, very good. He, Calvin Ridley, a guy that I was drafting two years in ago, the third or fourth round of Dynasty Startups, two, three off seasons ago, and I got screwed because of it, and I, I hate it. But you know what? With Calvin Ridley now, I just I don't see it, and yeah. I think Christian Kirk has proved that he can do it. And we're looking at this year. I, I mean, I think a lot of people are expecting Calvin Ridley to just all of a sudden come into this offense and dominate right off the bat after not playing for two seasons. I mean, I understand the QB's position is yeah. different, but did you not see Deshaun Watson last year? <laughs> Calvin Ridley is going to take a while to adjust. Yeah. He just is. Any way you look at it. All right, those are five guys that you should be five guys, burgers, and fries. Sorry, yes. I had to say it, that you should be buying in your dynasty leagues. Do us a favor, make sure you drop a like on the video and make sure you're subscribed as well. We appreciate you watching. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you later. We probably only have time to.